Hello, everyone, and welcome back for episode 16 of Take It or Leave It, where we discuss the hottest topics in the world of workplace leave, absence management, and accommodations. I'm Meg Toth, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host, friend, and colleague, Josh Seidman. Josh, how are you feeling now that we've reached the end of 2022 and our last episode of the year is here? Oh, man, you're going to get me all nostalgic. Uh, Thanks, man. I can't believe 2022 is just about over. You know, on a personal level, it was an incredible year for me and my family, you know, topped off by us welcoming our newest member, my daughter, last winter. Somehow she's almost turning one. My son is almost turning four. And I'm left thinking like most parents, I imagine, do. Where has the time gone? Now, I'm looking forward to the rest of the holidays to you know, catch up with friends, spend some more time with the kids and family and taking in some downtime as we head into the new year. How about you, Meg? Same here. This is always such a busy time of year and also the time of year where I realized how fast life is kind of flying by. Mm-hmm. You know, once Thanksgiving is over, I always feel like I enter a holiday year end sprint between preparing for the holidays and a year-end work rush. The holidays are usually over before I realize they've even started. So this year, I've really been trying to slow down and enjoy the season a bit more. But quite frankly, with all the illnesses that have been plaguing our house, like I know many others, I have not been very successful in those efforts to really enjoy the holiday season. But I have high hopes for the next couple of weeks here to close out the year. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It's been a tricky time to fit in all that holiday cheer with the tissues and the sniffles and everything flying around. I will say, I will say one one thing, though, that was really neat that I don't know a lot of folks know. SciFart's New York office just finished. We have this annual event, which is my favorite work event of the year, where we invite some local elementary school kids from from the area, from New York City, to come to our office for hours and meet with some of their favorite holiday characters, including Santa. And the, the office staff, we all come together, we buy gifts for the kids, we all dress up in costumes. So there was Gingerbread Man and Frosty and Mrs. Claus, and I reprised my role as an elf for, for this year. So I, I, I was there with <laughs> jingles and all that. And it was so wonderful. There was a magician, the kids got to meet Santa and open their presents, have lunch, and it was really beautiful. So that, that was really nice from a holiday cheer point of view. That is awesome. I had no idea you guys did that out there. We'll have to maybe copy you out here. It, it is a lot of awesome. I highly recommended. And then you know, the, the elf costume can easily be sent to Chicago. So, yeah, it's good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, speaking, right, of, of sort of holidays and coming back to our podcast, you know, today's episode is the second part of our holiday special, which we're all so excited about here at Take It or Leave It. Yes, absolutely. It's it's really exciting that we've sort of reached this year-end milestone, um, and we've had these sort of year-end wrap-up topics. If you joined us for our last episode, you'll remember that we went over some of the leave of absence and accommodation highlights from 2022 and projections for 2023 that were specific to California. And today, we're turning our attention away from the Golden State and to developments elsewhere in the country that captured our attention this past year and that are poised to do the same next year. And helping us make sense of the non-California world is our colleague and great friend, Renata Walker. Yeah, yeah, we are so happy that Renata is joining us for today's episode. While Renata counsels and advises clients on many different topics, her areas of expertise include paid leave and absence management and accommodations. She is one of the firm's paid leave thought leaders. She's spoken on numerous webinars, including with both me and Meg, published many client alerts addressing paid sick leave and paid family leave developments. She also serves in a leadership role on the firm's employee handbook and policy team. 
In addition to being a go-to counselor for many of the firm's largest clients, Renata is experienced in running internal investigations and conducting workplace trainings on employment-related topics. Renata's approach to labor and employment law is informed by real-world experience. Before law school, she worked as a human resources professional for nearly a decade, providing day-to-day support to business stakeholders in a wide range of industries regarding recruiting, performance management, and employee relations issues. Renata, we said go-to a second ago. She absolutely is a go-to for me and Meg. Such an all-star on our counseling teams, our lead counseling groups, and we're so happy that Renata is joining us today. Um, Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for having me and inviting me to join your exciting final episode of 2022. (laughs) Thanks, Renata. Thanks so much. Yeah, we're so, so happy to have you with us today on the podcast. So without further ado, we'll jump right in. So when you think of 2022 leave of absence developments and trends, of course, outside of California, is there anything that sticks out in your mind? Absolutely. Um, Employers continue to grapple with managing the patchwork of state and local paid sick leave laws applicable to a multi-state workforce. Given the increasing number of laws to deal with, some employers are beginning to move away from attempting to comply with paid sick leave laws using a universal PTO policy, finding it simpler now to separate vacation and sick leave into two more traditional buckets of leave time, one for vacation leave and then a separate bucket for paid sick leave. As we emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic, um, compliance obligations for remote and mobile workers are at the forefront for many employers who are now finding themselves covered by some of the state and local paid sick leave laws in places where the employer may not even have a physical work site. And of course, we are also seeing an uptick in employers offering flexible time off policies, commonly referred to as unlimited PTO. Uh, These are particularly becoming more common for exempt workers, and these present their own set of compliance challenges in the paid sick leave world. Yeah, for sure, Renata. Those are are definitely some of the biggest trends that we're seeing, too. Hybrid work, remote work, moving from one policy to separate policies, unlimited PTO. I mean, everything. We completely agree. And all of those topics seem like they're going to be sticking with us in 2023, at least from my perspective. So, you know, more fun if clients aren't on that bandwagon, plenty of time to jump on. (laughs) Um, So when we we think of 2022 and really the last few years, you know, one topic that comes top of mind, COVID-19. And, you know, we've spoken a lot about COVID-19 paid leaves as our leave absence management and accommodations team here at SciFAR through different forums this podcast as one example. From your perspective, outside of California, what's happened with COVID-19 paid leaves in 2022? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that we have seen many of the COVID-19 paid leave laws sunset. For example, in Massachusetts, the COVID-19 paid sick leave ordinance expired in March. In Nevada, the governor issued a proclamation terminating the declaration of emergency related to COVID-19 in May, and that suggests that the COVID-19 leave mandate there, which was tied to the declaration of emergency, has sunset as well, Mm -hmm. although I believe there is still a vaccination paid leave in effect through 2023 in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, in Pittsburgh, the, the COVID-19 paid leave ordinance there expired in July. And then also in Washington, D.C., the COVID-19 vaccine paid leave mandate uh, just recently sunset in October. 
Now, on the other hand, there are some COVID-related leave laws that have actually been enacted or extended this year. So, for example, in New York State, the COVID-19 vaccine paid leave mandate has been extended for December of 2023. And in Philadelphia, the most recent iteration of the COVID-19 leave, which I believe is the third iteration, if I recall correctly, was actually enacted in March of 2022, and that's expected to remain in effect through December of 2023 as well. Finally, I think it's also worth noting that Colorado has recently expanded the availability of its non-COVID-specific public health emergency leave, which will now cover flu, RSV, and other similar respiratory illnesses. So although those who had flu or RSV symptoms in the past would likely have already been covered by the public health emergency leave as having COVID symptoms, now that coverage will actually remain in effect even if testing confirms that someone actually has the flu or RSV rather than COVID-19. Very interesting. And just keep on coming three years later. And sticking with this topic of COVID paid leave, are you expecting anything in this space in 2023? Well, I certainly expect that we will continue to see more of the COVID-19 leave sunset throughout 2023. But I would not be surprised to see additional public health emergency leave laws pop up. As you're aware, Colorado is not the only location that has enacted a non-COVID specific public health emergency leave law at this point. There is a similar law in Maryland that's applicable to essential workers, although the mandate never went into effect there because a funding stream was never identified. More recently, San Francisco enacted a public health emergency leave law, which went into effect in October. So there seems to be a trend toward general or non-COVID specific public health emergency leave mandates. Yeah, that's great. I know uh, on our our last episode, uh, we were talking with Anne-Marie about California. She made a bold prediction, uh, one that I I frankly think is going to come true, too, uh, about California likely going the way of San Francisco with public health emergency leave in Colorado, like you mentioned. And I agree. I I think that feels like the trend, you know, as these states and localities that had these COVID leave laws in place sort of patchwork and temporary for the last two and a half years. With that being said, I do think maybe we stick with sick leave for just one more minute because there's more to paid sick leave than just COVID and public health emergency leaves. Right. So thinking about general paid sick leave, anything from your perspective, Renata, that's happened in 2022 outside of California that's noteworthy and Really, what should we be expecting in 2023 uh, from this space? Well, certainly employers need to be aware of the New Mexico Healthy Workplaces Act that went into effect in July of 2022. So now employers are required to provide paid sick leave to their New Mexico employees. There is a court case currently pending in Michigan. Over the summer, a court decision rendered the current version of Michigan's paid sick leave law, known as the Paid Medical Leave Act, unconstitutional, and reinstated the 2018 version of the law, which is known as the Earned Sick Time Act, effective February 20th, 2023. Now, there is an appeal currently pending, but if the law does, in fact, revert back to the Earned Sick Time Act requirements, employers are likely going to need to revise their paid sick leave policies because the Earned Sick Time Act included much more employee-friendly requirements, things such as unlimited accrual, unlimited carryover, and higher annual usage limits than what has been required uh, over the past few years from the Paid Medical Leave Act. 
And then finally, um, Bloomington, Minnesota also enacted a paid sick leave law earlier this year. This law is going to go into effect in July of 2023. Bloomington is actually the fourth locality in Minnesota to have a paid sick leave mandate, joining Duluth, Minneapolis, and St. Paul. Notably, Minnesota now has the second most general paid sick leave mandates on a local level of any state. They're second only to California. And so uh, Minnesota is likely a big prospect for enacting a statewide paid sick leave law in 2023. I guess we can always count on paid sick leave to keep us busy and keep us on our toes. (laughs) So switching gears a bit, what about in the paid family and medical leave space? How has the landscape changed in 2022, and is there anything you're keeping an eye on for 2023? Absolutely. So there were two new paid family and medical leave laws enacted in 2022, one in Maryland and one in Delaware. In Maryland, the uh, payroll tax will go into effect in October of 2023. Benefits will not be available for employees to use until January of 2025. In Delaware, the contributions will begin in January of 2025, and benefits will be available for employees beginning in 2026. Employers in Colorado and Oregon should be ready to begin their payroll deductions for the paid family and medical leave laws in those states, effective January 1st of 2023. In Oregon, the benefits will become available for employees to use in September of 2023, But in Colorado, the benefits will not be available for employees to use until 2024. And there have also been a couple of updates to some existing laws. In New York, siblings have been added to the list of covered family members effective January 1st, 2023. And in Washington, bereavement leave has been added as a covered reason for use. So eligible employees in Washington may now use paid family and medical leave during the seven calendar days following the death of a qualifying family member. Oh, man, that's it, huh? That's uh, <laughs> giving sick leave <laughs> Money, that's for sure. <laughs> Renata, what about in the, the unpaid family medical leave space? Any Anything going on there outside of California? Well, certainly not nearly as much happening in the unpaid family and medical leave space as there is in the paid leave world. But I would be remiss if I did not point out that Connecticut has published an updated notice of rights under the Connecticut Family and Medical Leave Act and Connecticut Paid Leave Act. So employers are required to provide a notice of rights to their new hires. Employers can satisfy this requirement via a written policy or using the model notice published by the state. Okay. Yeah, I guess that will take one topic where there's maybe not a lot of activity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So another trend or topic that we have seen popping up in a number of states, which you already kind of mentioned related to Washington paid family leave and that we heard about in California on our last episode that we expect to see more of in the coming years is bereavement leave. Can you tell us a little bit about the developments from 2022 in this space or if we're looking out for anything in 2023? Of course. So I think the most notable development is in Illinois. Illinois amended its child bereavement leave law, expanding the benefits beginning January 1st, 2023. So in addition to children, the bereavement leave mandate will now cover more family members such as spouses, domestic partners, parents, siblings, grandparents, and grandchildren. The amendments also expanded the reasons for use, which are now very broad and include events like failed adoptions, miscarriages, and medical diagnoses that negatively impact pregnancy or fertility. 
Interestingly, this is one of the few times that we have seen an Illinois law that is actually more generous than a California law. The Illinois bereavement leave law provides up to two weeks or 10 days of unpaid bereavement leave, whereas the California bereavement leave law requires only five days of unpaid bereavement leave. So given the new California law and the expanded Illinois law, I really can't help but wonder if standalone bereavement leave mandates will be a new trend. Also, as we previously discussed, Washington State has expanded its paid family and medical leave law to cover bereavement. We also don't want to forget that uh, Oregon, the Unpaid Family Leave Act there, also provides up to two weeks of unpaid leave for employees to deal with the death of a family member. And, of course, bereavement leave is a covered reason for use under several paid sick leave and kin care laws, such as in Maryland, uh, Oregon, Bloomington, Minnesota, coming up in 2023, and uh, Tacoma, Washington. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see if it'll be a topic and let's hope it's not a trend for Illinois to continue outshining California, at least for me (laughs) here sitting in Chicago. (laughs) That's one of my hopes. So I think we've covered all of the major leave and accommodation topics outside of California that fall under some of these major broad umbrellas of leave types. But is there anything else that we've missed from 2022 or that our listeners should be thinking about in 2023? Sure. As is the case with most years, there have been a number of miscellaneous changes to leave laws around the country throughout 2022 and going into effect in 2023. So I'd love to just touch on just a handful of the more notable changes. First, Connecticut enacted a domestic violence leave law, which requires employers to provide leave as a reasonable accommodation. This appears to be additional leave in addition to the 12 days of family violence leave that are already available there. In Maine, employers will now be required to cash out accrued unused vacation upon separation of employment beginning in 2023. That's a new development. In Vermont, uh, the state expanded its crime victim leave law and changed the terminology from victim to an alleged victim of a crime or delinquent act. Employees are now also entitled to take leave if their family member is an alleged victim and is a minor, has been found to be incompetent, was killed as a result of an alleged crime, or was hurt physically or emotionally as a direct result of a violent crime, such as domestic assault. Rhode Island has expanded its temporary caregiver insurance law, increasing the length of benefits from five weeks to six weeks. And finally, Tennessee, somebody from the the, the southeast here, you don't hear much about the estates. Um, Tennessee enacted (laughs) a new Veterans Day leave law requiring employers to provide unpaid leave to veterans on Veterans Day so long as certain conditions have been met. Wow, that is that is just great, Renata. Thank you. Thank you so much for the overview, for jumping from coast to coast and end to end of the country and covering all, all that material. Really so much information and you did it so wonderfully. So really, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, Meg, congratulations. This was our first full year of hosting Take It or Leave It. It's been uh, a wonderful 16 episodes with you. And of course, our listeners, thank you for joining us as well. I'm so excited to bring more unique leave of absence management and accommodation topics to folks in the new year. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And congratulations to you as well. And it's been a pleasure to sort of go on this creative adventure with you and hope that we've been providing our listeners helpful content and and maybe some amusement. Hopefully we don't bring back our puns for any of the episodes next year, but I I guess we'll wait and see. Halloween. (laughs) I want 
dad yeah. jokes for you and for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> great, great idea. I think we're maybe going to have to take you up on that one. <laughs> And to our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in, hopefully all year, and for this episode of Take It or Leave It. We will see you next time next year.